You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Hey, everyone. You're listening to another episode of the All Things Private Practice Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Cassell. I'm joined today by a good friend and colleague, Danica Wolf, who's an MSW and the COO of Simplified SEO Consulting. Um, we are going to talk about some struggle areas in entrepreneurship and when things don't work out and how to recover from that as well and whatever else comes up. So thanks for coming on. I think we rescheduled on one another six or seven times over the last six months. So At least. here we are. Here we are. Finally happening. Did I miss anything from your bio? The things that I said I didn't want to read or <laughs> the things no. share with the audience. Like, no, I think we're all the husky lover and loves walks on the beach. And I was like, I'm, right? I don't want long to walks this. on the beach. That's what I needed you to include, especially if they're in Spain, you know, putting coffee together in New Orleans, wherever, wherever we need to be. That's true. Danica's come on a couple of our retreats and technically takes on the role of like the retreat mom, where it's like, hey, I'm going to help clean up. I'm going to help pe- keep people quiet. I'm going to help people not get lost in the streets of Barcelona, Important. all the things. Those are important roles, and I feel like, you know, it's really, it just, it fits. It fits nicely, and, you know, I'm happy to take on that role. Whenever you need me, need me to come to one like next week. (laughs) It makes sense. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about who you are and why this topic feels important to talk about. Yeah. So um, as you mentioned, you know, I'm, I'm an MSW, but my path was sort of unconventional. Um, so I went directly into grad school from undergrad, um, actually chose my university because it had a five-year program. I was like, all right, you can get your undergraduate and your graduate degree in social work in five years. And I was like, cool, I can start helping people faster. Um, you know, of course I assumed I would like go save the children and, you know, do work in, you know, community, either like foster care or something like that. Um, but path shifted a little bit in undergrad, and I ended up really being drawn to the policy planning and administration side of things. So while I, as you said, um, have you know very much the the nurturing, the empathetic, um, most people in this world think that I'm a therapist. Um, I have those traits and and love that loved that sense, um, you know, about myself. I, I do lean into that in a lot of ways. Um, I realized relatively quickly that you know, my skills were mil- really more leadership oriented, um, you know, leadership, strategic visioning, um, you know, helping to either like elevate an organization or, um, you know, get it back on the right track, you know, whatever that might look like. Um, which sounds like a lot to figure out when you're, you know, 18 to 21, but, um, but through a whole series of experiences that was made pretty clear. So I pivoted from clinical and went 
to that you know, policy planning and administration track um, and really loved it. Ended up running an organization um, and office on our campus for um, almost a decade. And that space, you know, taught me so much. It was, um, you know, very trauma focused. It was like our crisis intervention and advocacy center. Um, ended up, you know, starting a lot of programs and initiatives with that that were highly successful kind of national models. Um, and almost overnight, it's never overnight, right? Um, but it seems like it. Um, shit hit the fan and things fell apart. Um, like I said, that was it was a, a lot of things that you know kind of hit at once, but um, that role, that identity, I mean, it was it was my identity. I had become a mom. I had you know done a lot of other things in life. I had even gone through training to be a full spectrum doula and started my own birth business while doing this role. Um, but that I didn't realize was such a core piece of my identity until it was gone suddenly. Um, and it was probably the biggest trauma I've ever had. Um, and again, that includes a lot of, a lot of things. Um, but that was, you know, something that was so identity shifting that I feel like I'm still, you know, reeling from it years later but it has informed the work I do now in such a way that I feel like I'm finally ready to, um, you know, take those lessons and apply them moving forward in, you know, mentorship, coaching, consulting, all of that. Um, and I've loved being able to do that in my current role. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And I think like when this stuff happens unexpectedly, whether they're big traumas, little traumas, compounded, um, an identity gets rocked. It's really hard because you start questioning everything and you start questioning like, what is my purpose? Who am I? Like, was all of this just kind of a facade? Um, Absolutely. Was anything that folks told me, you know, during that time, I, I was encouraged. I was told, you know, Danica, you're going to run the university someday. You just have to figure out like what your path is going to be. And six weeks later, it was that same person who was telling me, you know, okay, well, this is what we have to do. And so you then question was everything else a lie? Was any of that true? Right. And were the skill sets that prop me up into this position on this trajectory, were those not accurate? Were those embellished? Like, did I miss something? You start questioning yourself. Exactly. Uh, did I miss these red flags? Did I miss these signs, et cetera? And then all of a sudden it's like, how can I even question, how can I even trust my decision making going forward? So yeah. that's big. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and, and then when life is also happening simultaneously, right? Like I know we're not being like very clear or specific about what, what you uh, experience that kind of have an idea because you've told me personally, yeah. but I know we also can't air it publicly. So all I know is that for those of you listening, like when you're like, oh man, something, I've had some major, major life mm -hmm. happen and my identity has been rocked or shifted and 
my whole self-image has kind of been undone. Can you talk about how to pick up the pieces from there and how to move forward? Because I think we want to highlight the struggle on this podcast, but we want to highlight the resiliency too, because there's resilience in your story. Absolutely. And that's what I think has become more clear, even even since needing to reschedule, right? So, um, you know, being at some of the you know, events over this past year, um, you know, particularly yours, but, um, you know, has helped me feel more like I can step into my place in this field. Um, because, you know, even being on, on Jen's podcast, um, around this time last year, I don't know that I was as clear about the fact that I'm not a therapist, right? There's some imposter syndrome there, right? Um, you know, and, oh, are, you know, people going to still trust me and all of that, but I feel like I've actually kind of been able to own that a bit more, um, and, you know, own those, those skills that I've developed, but also, you know, cultivated in multiple careers in, you know, multiple, um, places, including, um, you know, what I would consider kind of my past life and, um, yeah, getting to lean into that a little bit more and have the reinsurance that everything builds, everything builds. We learn, you know, all lessons learned and we, um, are so resilient and can, can do so much with everything that we've, we've done and gone through. Absolutely. One, I want to say the whole not being a therapist thing. I'm just like, I have this gnawing thought in my mind right now where I'm like, I definitely set up the grease sales page with Danica Wolf, LCSW. So I know I need to go oh, change no. that. Here we get off of here. <laughs> the NBC sales yep. message me and like, hey, so this is inaccurate. <laughs> we can't do this. Um, nevertheless, you do have that personality type for sure. So without, with the acronyms, with the license, whatever. Yes. doesn't. <laughs> I think that there's so much that can be gained for us from places of pain and mm-hmm. struggle kind of hit our quote unquote like rock bottom and I know for me there's been multiple instances like that in my life whether it be like the epitome of gambling addiction where it was just destruction and there wasn't a way out of that or anything recently even this fucking throat Mm -hmm. surgery where my entire life and voice and everything else livelihood talk about identity has been altered and I've had to really come to terms with that in a different way. I think the more we can, you know, in the moment it sucks. We don't see how this is going to turn into a lesson or this is going to turn into a roadmap or a trajectory. But if we can kind of heal and do the work around it and then embrace that pain and that suffering and that struggle, and then we can openly share about our struggle, it kind of helps illuminate a pathway for others who are like, is this ever going to get better? Am I ever going to be able to find my footing? Am I ground again? Am I ever going to have that trajectory or that pathway? And I really think it's important to just talk about the things that rock us to our core because that's the human experience in a nutshell is like the more we can normalize these things, the more we can feel more closely connected to other people and to other people's experiences too. Right. And it's fascinating because like, you know, as somebody who 
you know, specialized in trauma as an advocate, um, I could see that so clearly in that world as a doula. I could see, you know, okay, I became a doula because I had significant birth trauma and I just wanted to learn more, right? Like, um, and then realized, oh, I can, I can do this. I can help people. Um, I might be good at this, you know? And so, you know, I, I saw that path so clearly. Um, even since this, you know, career trauma, um, I've, you know, gotten separated and since divorce, right? And I feel like that is something that I can, you know, easily talk about and, you know, help people through, help people with, um, even as I was going through it. For whatever reason, with this particular, you know, career thing, and I don't know if it's because it was so much a part of my identity, because it was so unexpected, or because I also considered myself, or not just consider myself, because I am an entrepreneur too. Um, it has taken so much longer to lean into, to realize and lean into that piece of it, of what am I going to do with this? Right. And it's fascinating. And I feel like I'm still, you know, even as we're having this conversation, kind of working that out a bit, yeah. but it has come up in, you know, consulting and coaching and with some of my SEO training clients and um, even my, the, the team that we work with, it's come up in different ways. And I'm, I'm slowly starting to apply some of those lessons and, you know, some of that healing to those conversations. And that I think has been even more healing, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. And I think about like, why I, why I stand behind the statements of like, disclosure, being one of the most powerful ways to build rapport. And whether that means for a therapist out there who's like, I can't do that because grad school said I have to be a blank slate all the time. And I'm like, but we are in the business of relational work. Yeah. So how do you build trust and connection without a little bit? Also as an entrepreneur, when you're meeting with your clients, right? Coaching clients, SEO clients, I imagine they're coming in to these sessions with some anxiety, some doubt, some like overwhelm, some, all of it. I, I don't know how to get clients in the door. I don't know what I'm doing wrong, which therefore like, makes you then question your sense of self because you're seeing all this stuff on social media of all these people who are successful. And you're like, clearly I'm not clearly. I don't know what I'm doing. Clearly like I'm fucking something up. Right. So you're holding that space in that regard. And by saying like, I know what that feels like to some degree, or I can share a little bit of my own experience where something like this has happened, or I've experienced this emotion. It kind of lets people like just drop in and they're like, okay, I can trust the fact that like, we're, this is going to be okay, right? Like if we can embrace some of these struggles and openly discuss them, even within our businesses, it's okay to be afraid. It's okay to be overwhelmed. It's okay to have self-doubt. It's okay to have imposter syndrome. It's okay to fail. Yeah. We need to talk about that more because otherwise it feels like this secret society where you're just not let in because you're the only one who's having these struggles. When in reality, if you openly discuss them, almost everyone I meet is like, oh yeah, me too. Exactly. And it's so much less scary. And now, pause for a word from our sponsors. Most of you who are listening are probably private or group practice owners. 
I know how important it is to save money in your business. And I also know how important it is to have live, quality, responsive customer service. That's why we switched our entire group practice from a well-known EHR to Therapy Notes last year. If you're coming from another EHR, Therapy Notes makes the transition incredibly easy, importing your demographic data free of charge so you can get going right away. Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot.com and Google. Find out what more than 100,000 mental health professionals already know and try Therapy Notes for two months absolutely free. Just go to TherapyNotes.com and enter promo code ATPP. They also have e-prescription software available and included, meaning that you do not have to have separate platforms for your medical billers and your medication management team. This is incredibly helpful and it makes sure that everything feels streamlined. Go to therapynotes.com and enter promo code ATPP. And now, pause for a word from our sponsors. From new patients faced with an empty lobby and no idea where to find their therapist, to clinicians with a session running overtime and the doorbell ringing, some of the most anxiety-ridden moments of a therapy appointment happen before a session even starts. This episode's sponsor, The Receptionist for iPad, helps you tackle some of that pre-appointment apprehension and anxiety. The Receptionist for iPad is an easy-to-use digital client check-in system that helps your visitors check in securely to their appointments and notify their practitioners of their arrival via SMS, email, or your preferred channel. No more confusion, endless lobby checking, or having clients sign in on paper logbooks. It can even help you upgrade and update your demographic information for your clients as well and even validate parking. Start a 14-day free trial of The Receptionist for iPad by going to thereceptionist.com slash private practice. Make sure to start your trial with that link and you'll also get your first month free if you decide to sign up. Yes, and it's okay to start over. It is okay to, you know, do all of that and feel hopeful again too yep yeah like you said you know i mean the, the struggle is universal but also that you know resilience and and you know anchoring in that hope i, I have a tattoo on my wrist that says hope and you know i got that in in that field in that you know very um difficult space of constant crisis and trauma and all of that but um it's, you know, and I, and I realized that could very easily serve as like a negative reminder to me, but it's always been positive. It's always been, no, there is still hope here. And what you were doing, like you still get to honor what you've done before um, and know that, you know, that was still great work as well. So um, it's that both and that's the next tattoo is both and, but um get a both and tattoo then you basically should just tell people you are a therapist because like, right? which therapist out there doesn't have that statement in some way i know that my like go-to default statement is like both can be true and i'm always like making these motions and i'm like what the fuck am i doing? but pivoting and adapting and evolving is the entrepreneurial way I don't know any successful small business owner who hasn't gone through hell and, and like hasn't gone through that moment where they're like, this is just not, uh, everything's crumbling. Some have it more than others. Some have it like in less significant ways, but I do know that that is such a common theme of like, 
I, I personally, despite the successes I've had over the last three years, have this constant fear that the bottom's going to fall out. Have this constant fear that like I'm going to fuck up or something's going to go wrong and awry and everything's just going to come crumbling down. There's no evidence for that, but right. it's irrational, but it is, it exists. But the more Absolutely. I talk about it, the more it feels like just part of a fleeting thought and not mm -hmm. something that paralyzes and prevents and dictates. So I think it's important to talk about this stuff to the best of your comfort level. I'm really in like my <laughs> sensory system is dysregulated because I'm like looking at pictures on my wall that are uneven and I'm like, oh no. Why the fuck are those so uneven? I need to fix it. Anyway, I mean, if you need to, go for it. <laughs> process. So, but in reality, like, I think, again, pivoting, adapting, evolving. As an entrepreneur, where you start out, you're not going to finish. You're going to have speed bumps along the way. You're going to have moments where you question everything. You're going to have pain and some trauma experience in different degrees. Because we're human. And that's just what human existence has and includes. And... I think we can either take lessons from these things while also simultaneously understanding and admitting and acknowledging that they were hard and they were painful. Yeah. Or we can say this thing destroys me and I I'm going to opt for the the former every single time. Right. Absolutely. And you know, it's it's like with anything else, you know, if we don't experience the the bad then we don't appreciate the good, but um you know, I think that with entrepreneurship that's so much more real because it, it takes a real specific kind of person to want to be an entrepreneur, to have that, um, you know, have that mindset, have that grit. And, you know, I do think that there's an element in all of us of, um, you know, wanting to do the puzzle and, you know, figure it out always. And we want it to look shiny and pretty and like, work and do the things it's supposed to do i guess this is a really dynamic puzzle i'm picturing in my head whatever but then we always want to then find the next set of pieces and like move on to the next broken thing or thing that can be improved or whatever and so um i think that is inherent we kind of in in the least victim blending way i can think of uh, we kind of set ourselves up for it right like that's that's what we signed up for, um, but that's how we make things that much better. Absolutely. Really yeah. I think there is magic in the entrepreneurial process. And a lot of times we're trying to create something or put, place something into the world that we ourselves need or we see a need for. And I think that's so true when we're like trying to figure this puzzle out. And once it's finished, you're like, okay, that was hard. It was challenging. Maybe it was fulfilling. What's next? What's going to feel hard and challenging again and again? And it's kind of torturous in, a, in some ways, honestly, but I probably wouldn't want to have it any other way because it's when I feel the most stimulated and the most creative is when I feel the most challenged in terms of like, how do I figure this out? So I think if you're listening and you started a practice or you're thinking of starting a practice or you want to scale a practice or you want to go into a different type of income, it all starts with this process of like, how do I figure out what I want to put out into the world? How do I put these pieces of the puzzle together? And a lot of the times it's going to be complicated at first. Like I know when I'm looking at instructions for something, I'm like, uh, but once you get it down and you do it, you're like, okay, that 
honestly wasn't so bad. I could replicate that. I think it's about repetition too and just getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. Absolutely. And that has so many you know, applications for both the, you know, working, working on your business and, you know, figuring out those systems processes, you know, whatever that means to um, establish, grow, scale, whatever. But also in that leadership capacity, you know, that's something that we kind of planned on talking about. But um, when I see that over and over again, like being able to figure out what drives the people you're working with, um, whether they're working for you, with you, whatever, um, what drives them and, you know, what's going to keep them excited to come to work every day um, and helping them find that intrinsic motivation, that that passion um, for what they're doing, regardless of what their job is. Um, you know, I, know I, I kind of light up when I'm talking about that piece of things, but that's something that we've been really focused on in the last couple of years, um, you know, making sure that the right people are in the right roles, not just where we thought that they, you know, where we thought we needed somebody. Um, again, there's both hands there. You've got to you know, have people doing the things that are necessary in the business forward. But if the, the core is really coming from that place of excitement, passion, and service, then, you know, retention is going to be higher and um, the overall health and growth potential for the business is going to be much uh, more stable. And I think it's a constant reevaluation process too, because it's not like a set it and forget it when you're in a leadership role. It's not like, sometimes it does feel like, I think people feel like their leadership style is like, well, it's a sinking ship, so we're going to plug the holes. And it's like, well, okay, in the short term, sure, let's keep ourselves afloat. However, there has to be intentionality. There has to be accountability. There has to be room for feedback and new ideas. We have to constantly reevaluate what's working and what's not working. So I think for those of us whose minds are constantly going like my own and Think like yours and, and a lot of people. Mine. Yes. It means that you are constantly analyzing and evaluating and reevaluating. And although that can sometimes be overwhelming as an internal process, it actually helps quite a bit externally because it just means that you're seeing things through a completely different lens and a different perspective. And I think that's what makes really good entrepreneurs good at what they do because it's also the ability to let things go and when they're, yeah. they've kind of come to an end. So I, I think that's important too. Um, now, let's pivot a little bit and talk yeah. briefly about how all of this experience has supported you in your journey in terms of like helping therapists with their SEO or search engine optimization <laughs> for those of you who don't know what that scary word means. Um, because you're helping helpers get found, right? Like you're helping helpers visible you're ensuring that clients can find them so they can get the help that they need um and you're doing something that a lot of therapists just simply cannot comprehend because it's like a foreign language in a lot of ways so tell me a little bit about you know how your pathway ends up here in terms of what you're doing yeah um total accident i um basically 
planned on never working for someone else again. Um, right. So, you know, that, that sort of, uh, you know, trauma response, as we know, of running and being like, okay, well, how am I never going to get hurt again? I'm not going to trust somebody to you know, be in charge of my professional career again. Um, but, and, you know, leaned into the birth business, all of that. Um, but I heard that my, my friend, Jessica from undergrad, um, had her, you know, accidental side hustle that had taken off and she needed some help. So, um, I applied, you know, she had her own experience of like seeing my name and, you know, being like, I don't know, I, I let her tell it, but, um, we decided it would be a good fit. And, um, the plan was that I was going to work about 10 hours a week, super part-time while building the birth business and learning the skill to quote, help her out. Um, and then I would take what I learned and build my, my little birth empire. Um, fast forward a little bit, <laughs> life happens. I mentioned the separation, the divorce that was about a month after, um, starting to work for Jessica. So I called her and said, Hey, everything just fell apart again. And she, she was also eyes wide open about what had happened, um, with me before. So, um, again, I won't go into specifics, but she knew she was intimately aware of what had gone down. So I felt safer to, you know, quote, work for her, um, in that regard, because, you know, I didn't have to open up about this whole thing about the past. So, um, yeah, I said, Hey, I'm going to need some more hours. I'm trying to now do the single mom thing. And, um, that was fall of 2019. And then a few months later, the pandemic hit, um, and therapists were, um, forced to go online if they were still practicing at all. And, um, just to be the innovator, she is, um, you know, kind of saw what was needed immediately. And we were in a position to help folks make that pivot as entrepreneurs have to do. And um, that you know, really ramped up the, the work that she and I were doing and um, the, the other members of the team at the time and we were able to hire. And so um, all that said, what I hope folks are hearing there is it was, you know, sort of out of necessity. Um, and circumstance, but we were growing with our clients as well. And so when I'm working with folks now, whether it's in the done for you capacity or um, training, that's where I'm doing most of my client work now. Um, our goal is to get folks in front of their most ideal clients so that they're doing the work that they're best at and most want to do. I don't want people to just get inundated with everybody looking for quote therapy near me and or therapist near me because not all of those searchers are right for you and you're not right for them. Sorry, y'all. Tough love there. But it's true. And that's a recipe for burnout. You know, I want you to want to get out of bed in the morning. I don't want you to dread your caseload. And so what we've done is, you know, been able to um, you know, really craft a proven process for that. Again, however folks need to engage with 
with their SEO. Um, but the thing that I'll, I'll say, cause you mentioned how scary it is for folks is we don't work with dummies. Y'all are brilliant, right? Like we got to this point, um, of you know, becoming a practitioner, owning a practice, whatever that looks like. And so if learning SEO or putting the pieces in place to turn it over to somebody else is something you want to do, you can't, we can help with that in a way that I think whatever, I'll just say it, other marketing agencies, other practitioners, other folks in the field are afraid to do because we're willing to say like, yeah, I'll teach you how to do it. And then you're not going to need me. Right. Right. Um, but that's true. There are plenty of, just like there are plenty of people being therapy, there are plenty of therapists to help. And we're not afraid to say, this is something either you can do or you can have us do for this time limited, short-term time limited thing. Now it's not super short term. I want to be clear. It's a long game, but in the grand scheme of building a business and your overall marketing strategy, that intensive work doesn't have to happen, have to happen forever. Right. I love that you named that. And I, that's a great glimpse into how y'all run your business. Like that's how I operated as a therapist too. When I was working as a therapist, it was like, I'm trying to work myself out of a job. You don't need to need me for the rest of your life. Um, with the understanding that you'll move on, you'll incorporate those skills into your day-to-day and somebody else will take your time slot and your place and that will continue. So like same thing for your business model and just the realization, like why should we make people dependent on us for the rest of their careers? That's just, that feels very unhealthy. And if you've met with any SEO companies who are trying to sell you on that, that mentality, you know, that could be a red flag for sure. Um, so really cool story. We could go much more in depth but a very good glimpse into just having resiliency, hitting some hard times, making it work and figuring it out and pivoting as you go. Um, thank you so much for coming on and sharing and being vulnerable. And I know we didn't know what we were going to talk about when we first started recording, which is basically how every single guest comes on here. And we're both like, ah, let's see where it goes. Um, so I appreciate for- that. Appreciate you. <laughs> Tell the audience where they can find more of what y'all are doing out there right now in the therapist and mental health spaces. Absolutely. So um, simplified SEO consulting.com socials, all the things. Um, but, you know, we really want to meet people where they are and figure out what the best solution is for you. Um, you know, that's, that's really what the model's about and trying to figure out what's going to make sense, whether that's us or somebody else. We've got, you know, a whole list of referrals too, um, because, you know, we, we want the business to succeed the way that you need it to. So that's that's what we're doing. You know, of course, free consultations, all of that. Um, and then, you know, Jessica and I are also doing, you know, some speaking, um, teaching in different ways. So not falsely advertising me as an LCSW, but don't worry, she's she's licensed. She'll fit, you know, for the, the talking grace. Um but, you know, we're speaking on a number of things as well. And so we're also happy to support folks that way. Um, we'll even be doing, uh, provide some CEUs for a conference coming up in the spring too, which is exciting. So lots Sweet. of different fun work. Very, very cool. Thank you so much for coming on. All of Danica's information Thank will be in the show you. notes so that you have access. If you need SEO support, if you need individual coaching, if you need um, done for you services, et cetera. 
and really appreciate you making the time considering the 15 uh, reschedules on both of our ends, mostly on my end. So thank you so much, Patrick. I appreciate you. It's good to finally see you. Good to see you too. I'll see you in Greece. And to everyone listening to the All Things Private Practice podcast, new episodes are out every single Saturday on all major platforms and YouTube. Like, download, subscribe, and share. Doubt yourself. Do it anyway. See you next week. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.